0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire podcast videocast. I am Julie Anderson, a.k.a. Brain Lady Julie, and I'm really excited yet again to be here with you. And thank you very much for joining us and being here to see the interview and get to know another amazing woman entrepreneur that has resources and information that you need to hear. So we have with us today, Angela Ingle and i am going to read her professional bio and then we'll just welcome her in and have a conversation so angela is the Angela engel is the publisher and founder of the collective book studio when angela launched the collective book studio she wanted to build a different kind of publishing business one that adhered to the author's vision every step of the way her experience in traditional publishing allows her to introduce beautiful books into the world and she brings her passion for reading, as you can see by her screen, <laughs> and sharing new ideas into every project that she undertakes. Angela grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and she now calls Oakland, California her home. For many years, she worked in sales and marketing for nationally, cat- for nationally known category leaders in publishing, including Chronicle Books. 10 Speed Press, Cameron and Company, Dwell Studios, and Moleskine. She has sold to key international and national retailers such as Amazon, Costco, Nordstrom, and Target, and become a sought-after expert in the industry. Now she created the Collective Book Studio, and she has the opportunity to provide authors the support they need to get their book out to the world from start to finish. Angela, welcome to the Women Entrepreneur Show.
1: Thank you, Julie. It's fun to have someone else read my uh, bio.
0: (laughs) It always sounds so different when you hear somebody else do it. (laughs) it (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are here. This is such a, as an author, as a published author, um, And I even had the privilege of being in a in a collaborative book that went into the international best-selling has an international best-selling stamp on it. So that's been real exciting for me over the years. And obviously, you are passionate about books as well. So (laughs) I always like to ask people in the beginning. My first question that I ask is kind of what what led you? Tell us a little bit about Angela. What led you to wanting to create your own business? Because are we we heard your, you know, your professional background and where you started, but what what made you want to take on this this daring um, entrepreneurial endeavor to become a, not just a writer and an, or not just an author and a published author, but then to help others get published?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, I started in the publishing industry after I got a comparative lit degree at, um, at University of Oregon. Um, and I, of course, love literature and writing. I have a creative writing minor. And so, getting a b- job in publishing was what I applied to do. I got a job in marketing and um, I really loved it. You know, I loved the whole idea of the craft of the book. And just to back up, I'm actually not an author myself. I've never actually published a book. I think it's the hardest thing, but I have sold. <laughs> Tens of thousands of books. You know, I was on the marketing team for the Four Agreements, um, and when it was a New York Times bestseller, and The Power of Now, and Seven Stories when when nine um, eleven hit, Noam Chomsky's book nine eleven, and so I've done that ride of independent publishing, um, and I had the, I really had a great time. I mean, what I honestly did is I read this book that Ten Speed Press published that has sold over nine million copies. What color is your parachute? And um, in that book, it actually says the job is not written for you, right? In my color. I I can't even remember if I was purple or green, who I can't actually remember what color I am. But um, that hit home for me when it said the job was not written for me. And I actually wrote a letter to 10 Speed Press, which is located in Berkeley. And I um, said the job might not be there. There was no job opening for at 10 Speed Press. And um, I actually wrote the letter and the owner of the company, Phil Wood, who's no longer with us, um, 10 Speed is now part of Random House. Um, and so people who are watching, what have they published? Not just What colors Your Parachute, but great cookbooks like Boulevard and Cake Bread Cellars and um, some Alice Waters stuff, Moosewood, Moosewood cookbooks, um, people might know. So... I wrote this letter to them, and I got called in by the owner, and they made a job for me to sell some of those accounts that you talked about, Target, Costco, et cetera. I moved to Chronicle Books. In this time, I'm now in my late 20s, early 30s, and I have my first baby while I was at Chronicle Books, who's now 14 years old. And um, to be honest, I'm now a mom of three. So when you asked, did I ever understand or know I wanted to be an entrepreneur? No. Did I ever want to start my own publishing house? The answer is I would have had no idea, but I think it was my motherhood. Mm. And having my third baby, knowing that I really knew my body and my myself could not get back on an airplane. You know, back 14 years ago, there was no pumping stations, right, in the airport or at the trade shows. We were on literally on bathroom floors and in utility closets pumping. So I think that that's, if you people want me to be truly honest, motherhood is what gave me the leap of faith to do this.
0: You know, it's interesting. Motherhood changes us (laughs) in so many ways, ways that we would have never, ever thought trajectory of our life. Um, When I became a mom, my my life kind of changed too. I decided to homeschool all three of my kids. So there, there I went, right. Became a homeschooling mom. Um, so now that you're at home and you, you've got the three kids at home, what made, like, how did you, because there are a lot of women out there, especially in the last few years, right. Because with the shift of COVID and so many people beginning to work from home and they they have young children at home, or even they have teenagers at home, whatever the, the age of the child isn't as as um, impactful as just the fact that there's a child at home you have to take care of while you're working. How did you manage to start the business
1: Mm. while you
0: had your kids at home?
1: Yeah. So that's a great, great question. So I, um, my first one is like used to, you know, the nanny mom traveling every other week, like never around, you know, and all of that. Right. And then we also have, for example, Um, my second kid who kind of came with me, I would put her in the ergo and go to the trade shows. And I was working full time as a sales director. So when I had my third, I was pregnant with my six, six months pregnant. I was literally on a trade show floor and I was like, oh my God, I cannot keep doing this. Right. So what I would advise women to do is what I did is I actually, well, I did what unfortunately a lot of us do is I... I resigned, but I resigned my, my boss at the time was male and he was the owner. And I sort of said, it's, it's not you, it's me. I didn't try to change the job or the situation of traveling and pumping and doing that. It was like, oh, I got to stay home and take care of my family. Like that was, be, but that was not true. Two or three weeks later, I started consulting. I started consulting back into brands that wanted to be in Nordstrom's, wanted to be in Giggle, wanted to be in. And I actually, that's what I did. And for over a year, it was awesome. I like had my third baby. I got to hike and I got to, you don't get paid as much, but I got to stay in the game. And that's what I did. I started consulting, and during my consulting, I actually went to Cameron and Company because I loved publishing so much, and helped strategize how to get a book into Bye Bye Baby for them. And it was a year into the strategy that I actually came up with the idea of the Collective Book Studio launching my own publishing house. And Chris Gruner, who's the owner of Cam- was the owner of Cameron and Company at the time, I remember having this conversation with him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, you could, you should do that." And so um, I just started networking, calling my friends who are former colleagues at 10 Speed, former colleagues at Chronicle, editors, designers, and hence the name, the Collective Book Studio. Um, I was sales, marketing, and business development. So I knew I could do it. I just needed a team of real experts. We launched a website um, in 2019 in January. Never in my life did I think that there was going to be a pandemic because we do full beautiful, beautiful books. Um, And since I'm an insider, what I call in the publishing space, I knew how to be different than the rest of the market. Um, I kind of think about that for all women or entrepreneurs. Sometimes the best people to solve a problem in the industry are the ones that have been in it the longest. And what Mm -hmm. problem I saw was that so many people were publishing, self-publishing on Amazon, didn't have distribution. We're looking at Ritzy or all these other websites, Blurb and Lulu, but they're not book designers. They're not editors. They're not publishers. They're not market. They haven't been in the book world in space. So do they really know how, how to be a publisher and how to be make a book? And so I do, if I try to collect everyone, we could make some real uh, headway in the industry and offer that's, distribution.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Because as we were talking about prior to, actually starting the recording right it's there are a lot of i work with obviously with women entrepreneurs and there are a lot that have books or have ideas for books and they just don't even know like where do i start like i can write it but who do i get to edit it who do i get to do any graphic design who do i you know all of these different there's so many moving parts and then once you get the book you can be the you know, best kept secret in the writing world, because how do you get that, that information out there? So as continuing kind of on that, that theme for those aspiring authors, for the individuals who want to write the book, what, what do you, what advice do you have for them? Like, where should they start? Do they need to find the publisher first? Do they need to write the drafts first? Like what, what advice do you have for them?
1: I first, my first advice is they have to figure out their why, why are they writing this? And really that is, I know they've probably heard it before on podcasts, on, on blogs uh, with the writing coach, but it's true. You, what is your motivation for your book? And that way you can find the right publisher too, because for some self-publishing pub, probably works. For others, traditional publishing, finding an agent, which most likely to get a traditional publisher, you need to find an agent, meaning you really need a strong book proposal. You need a synopsis. You need a vision. Um, Hybrid publishing, that is, uh, some people don't even know what that is. And what I say is deep dive into hybrid publishing and figure out distribution. Because hybrid publishing is really the good ones. Have a high reputation, and they can offer you full services, but full distribution. Meaning, they should be not just on Ingram Spark. Maybe this is like very industry speak, but they should actually also be able to really solidify with you. What other stores they are in? Are they in Barnes and Noble? Not .com, but Barnes and Noble. Are they at mm-hmm. the Strand or Powell's or Books Inc. or the you know? Books, books, and books in Miami. Are they in some of these very strong independent book retailers? Are they in Anthropology? Are they physically in Target? Like, really do your research. And if they are, they like my company is. They might be the right solution, right? A partnership or or hybrid publisher for you. That is a very, very different than a self-publishing services that really only can offer you um, Ingram Spark and Amazon. Uh, and target.com and vampiresandnoble.com. So that's what I ask people is first figure out your why, mm-hmm. figure out your genre. Um, and, and also what I really encourage people to is independent publishing is still here. It's great and strong. So do some research and find out what independent publishers publish books within your, um, your genre. I think and, that's, I'll oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, because, you know, there are some good poetry, there's some good memoirs, there's good cookbooks. And sometimes, the, the, you know, the independent publishing houses, you're not going to get a big advance, but that might not be your motivation, right? Because you may have an, an incredible speaking and you're a TEDx t- speaker and you really want the books. But don't forget, even if you're a TEDx speaker, the book is your brand. And don't you want to put your best, like best product out there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's so much in that. And that's what I found because I will oftentimes tell people you can write your book in, it doesn't, writing the book is the easier part, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's just getting it, you know, but getting it edited and getting the layout. I didn't realize when I did my first book, I'm like, what do you mean you can't just do it in word and then just
1: create a pdf no. from word <laughs> you actually could if you just wanted amazon right? But right, no, right right yes that's what i say and that's why when people are like i can't get into libraries or i can't get into bookstores okay there's like over one million books with the self-published published. like no they, there has to be some kind of safeguard right a, a publisher like us like we're making sure that the book is edited well and designed well. And so then the reviewers and the librarians and the booksellers act, like already know about our brand and they can trust us. Cause it's my, my reputation on the line. Right. Right. Exactly. So
0: how, how can you, how can what's like the first steps kind of walk us through, you know, the why, right. That's the first step you told us okay. that, but let's say I know my why. And it is to, to get my message out, right? Because like you said, your book is, is part of your brand. It becomes a huge marketing tool. I've done corporate gigs where it's been an additional income because it's been like, okay, I'm going to speak in front of a group of 250 people. So now they're going to buy 250 books, right? So it becomes this extra thing. So you, you know that, um, but now what do you do? What, what are some of the first steps after, I should say, what are some of the steps after you've written the bulk of your content?
1: Yeah, I think you need to be open to feedback, right? That would probably be my first suggestion, and it should not be your best friend or your mother um, reading your book or editing your book. Um, And so, for example, what's the tone? What's the arc? What's the structure? And when when for us, like I don't need a whole manuscript written, but I would love to see sample chapters. This is my advice. Sample chapters, a table of contents, even if it's really rough so that you kind of know what your pillars are. Um, an idea of your voice, and then also comparable research, comp research, meaning what else is out there in your category. And don't look at that as a, don't say to a publisher, nothing's ever been done. I've never seen anything because trust us, we have seen everything. But the most important thing is finding out, like, let's say your book, you feel it should be strongly, uh, it's a business how-to. All right, let's just take that category. Um, so, walk into a FedEx Kinko's. They've got tons of books now. See what they have on their shelves. Is your book kind of comparable? Put that on your fact sheet to a publishing house, um, to an agent. That's really key. You've done your research. And then you say, my book is comparable to this in the market, and it's different uh, this way, because this is the most important thing. It is hard. You're going to say a lot of no's, but there is only one you meaning we all have unique perspective to bring to the world. So stick with that. And that I think is the motivation where I've seen some really, really strong writing and where we've been able to succeed in our publishing house.
0: I I love that. And you know, the great thing about books is that to me, is that they're a consumable product. And what I mean by that is they're Mm you know, I can't tell you how many books I have on neuroscience. Like, I literally do not know how oh. many I can count they're all up here. Right. You know, so I, I, I'm constantly buying new ones. I have actually banned myself from um, Barnes and Noble until I complete the ones that I
1: have. <laughs> I might have to still send you one though. I have an amazing book called blind spots by uh, a behavioral scientist on education. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm sending. Kimberly Barron's is amazing, and I'll send it to you. And why did she come to me? So my company does something very different. Um, she runs clinics throughout the country and um, learning centers. And I shouldn't call them clinics, learning centers. And she has all this data. So she didn't want to be acquired by a large house and acquired all the data, right? So we don't acquire the intellectual property. That's a The Collective Book Studio, I almost license it for about five years. Um, So that's a really wonderful thing that a lot of people and why we've grown so so, um, quickly. The Collective Book Studio, I've just changed. I flipped the concept of what does it really mean to have a publishing deal and a publishing contract?
0: Interesting. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. (laughs) So I'm digging the idea that I have another book that I can read. Any book that talks about the brain, I'm pretty much. Yep, I'm going to send that to you.
1: <laughs> I'm sending you blind spots, and I'm also actually I should send you "Let's Make a Contract" too. There's a couple books I'm going to send you.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it. So tell us well, while we're on that subject of some of your books, and I know that you have some like behind you. Yes. What because you? I, I went to your website, and by the way, the website is. Wait a minute, I got it because it's a little bit different. It is wait 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 wait. Oh, where I should. You, <laughs> it is the collectivebook.studio there we go <laughs> the collectivebook.studio you have how many books do you have on there
1: 50 we're going into 50 skus on our list by the end of this year plus i have more that signed up for 2023 so
0: now those that you have up behind you the 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 ones facing the camera yes. those are all your books and they're beautifully illustrated now did they come to you with the the cover design or is
1: that something no that's all that's all us that's we do 100% of our own covers um that's us that's um the collective book studio what I think that people forget is that in like a big publishing house a cover meeting it is not just run by like one person or the designer and the writer right so what we do is I mean, we're we're a collective. The the author has lots of input, but you're getting sales input, marketing input. You're getting um, our director of acquisitions input. You're getting our marketing team input as well as the designer. So that's why they're so beautiful and honestly have won awards. I mean, this book, Little Loon, won a design award. My debut, very first children's book. It just, it was an indie finalist. Like, I mean, we just continually win awards. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we know how to make good books and we know that a cover is really key. It's what helps sell a book. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, From a brain
0: point of view, right? It's that visual, yes. you want that visual appeal I'm as well
1: just... as the title to hit
0: the emotions, you know?
1: Like, look at this foil. Uh, hot mess. <laughs> I just thought that like, I have to show you this, right? Like this, a little less of a hot mess. And, you know, when you're walking down the bookstore you know, that's going to really jump out at you on a table, right? This foil. So it's all of these little tiny details that we do. That's awesome. So what's the best way to market a book? Let's (laughs)
0: say somebody already has a book out there because I can speak to my, my mother has done a wonderful series called through phantom's eyes. And it's, it's a series on phantom of the opera first person. Right. And I, I, I think, She's got seven, eight, something like that, like volumes. And she has this little, I call them her little cult following, (laughs) you know, this little following. So she would love to get that marketed more. How, what's, how do you market your book once you have actually written it? If you don't have someone like you on, on board.
1: Yeah, that what, that's like a huge question. And what I, I, you know, I, um. I'm no expert in self publishing or self publishing marketing. That is definitely, I'm such like today. I mean, this weekend I was at the American Library Association, right, in Washington, D.C. I just got back very late last night. And so my skill set is to market into the industry, right? And I think that's very, very different than self publishing, right? You have, you are everything. When you're self publishing, you are that mark, you have to have the market now there are some really important things to learn from very successful self publishing that needs to then translate into traditional publishing or hybrid Mm -hmm. with traditional publishing, Mm -hmm. because all authors need to be able to understand how to market. What we have noticed is that no matter what a book is a very different product than a handbag or a pair of earrings. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Absolutely. somebody wants to connect with you when you've written this book, right? Somebody, you're right, someone wants to connect. And so my biggest advice is get to start a Facebook group uh, for authors. There are apps, uh, honestly, YouTube videos. If you're an illustrator, start drawing on it and uploading those. The fa- Those are going to all help sell your book because ultimately people want to connect with you. Right. And so you also have to be ready for that. If you yeah. are an author, you have to be ready to be an author. Right. Meaning I've seen it time and time. And again, I can be sick. People go, well, why were you so successful in the beginning of my launch of my book? And then 10 months later, I don't have any sales. And I'm like, really? I can put it in a ton of different places, traditional or not. But if you are also now out there, maybe getting on a podcast, um, going to writers conventions, building community, you need to, you need to sustain that an author is, a, is an investment in yourself.
0: Yeah. I love that. So you have to, it's, it's like a, um, what's the, what's the word? I don't want to say catch 22 because that has a negative connotation to it, but it's, It's you have to market yourself and at the same book, at the same time, your book helps you to market yourself. Correct.
1: (laughs) And so like I can, like the more, for example, like we had a jump... Uh, on sales on Sunday for one of our authors. And I emailed her this morning and I was like, Hey, this is so awesome. You sold in one day, like double digits of your book. How did this happen? And she had done like some kind of conference over the weekend or something. She motivated it where she's probably not even asking. She was like, Oh my God, not asking you to go to Amazon, but that's where they chose to go. Right. So those are the, but the cool part about that is when that momentum happens, I'm able to jump on it because I have a whole sales force and send an email to my sales team and go, hey, we just had the spike or this author is out there. Can you go back to Barnes and Noble? Can you go back to these um, independent bookstores and see if we can get more books in the store? So that Mm -hmm. is sort of the power that I think... Uh, that traditional publishers or myself, we have, right? If you're, which I think if, if you're by, if you're an author, self-published, you only really have an online vehicle or maybe some local, you know, stores.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very wonderful, wonderful advice. So if you want to stay connected with Angela, you of course check out her website, which (laughs) is that um,
1: the, it up again <laughs> collective books Studio on well, can the- i say one thing yeah, we're yeah, actually yeah. changing it because i got a whole big advice we're gonna go to the collectivebookstudio.com i mean you can do both but like i right. now hearing you we'll edit this but you could actually write we're gonna um, there's a whole transition we're doing the because so many people are like angela you have to have the collectivebookstudio.com i was right. trying to be i was trying to be hip yeah, I know.
0: I hear you. I hear you. But right now, it's like I, there are a lot of dot other things. dot dot studio. dot live. dot And I think people are getting there. But at at the end of the day, dot com's always going to get you more traffic.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I was. You know what happened is my husband's in the restaurant business, and everyone was doing that. dot co. dot This, and he was like, "Oh, you should do right. dot studio." And like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay so we'll we'll make sure that when
0: we in the show notes and in the bottom of our youtube in the description on the youtube channel we will also have the corrected um the corrected uh website for you and you can also connect with angela and the collective book studio at instagram just the collective book studio Uh, and then of course on facebook it is also the collective book just the collective book so those are ways that you can stay connected with Angela and we will have not only are they on the screen here, but we will also have all of that information in the show notes for anybody who's listening to this at, on iTunes or, uh, you know, Apple or the um, different podcast releases that we have. You can go back and look at the show page on Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire.com or Women Entrepreneurs Podcast Network, and you'll see all of the description and all of those links there as well. So. In, in wrapping it up, Angela, because I think this is a powerful, uh, we at Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, we want to be the one-stop shop for women resources and success for their businesses. And I'm passionate about writing. I've been in four collaborative books. I've got three books that I've published, and I've got two more coming out. So I, I I'm love, and I never, ever, ever, before 2009, if you would have said, write a book, I mean, when a when a business coach told me, write a book, I was like, <laughs> I'm not a writer. Like I didn't even see myself as that, but it, it has been a powerful um, tool within my business to, mm. to write. And that's, that's when the, the wisdom, I told you I homeschooled for 16 years. Well, the first book was all about how to homeschool with the brain and mind. And I kicked it out in
1: like three months, but anyways, oh, cool. this is not very, very yeah. cool. I mean, I publish a lot of women voices a lot. And I, just like you said, we, it's our time. That's what I'd say. And so anybody listening, and if you have already jumped off a huge cliff and you're on that roller coaster of entrepreneurship, I understand you. And I see you, I have a new book coming out in um, August called "Balances bullshit. And literally, am I allowed to say that on the podcast? Cause that's the title. (laughs) Um, and we're at, I had Alicia McKenzie, who's mom of five, a former athlete had a brand new baby and I'm holding her baby so she can sign these water bottles at the trade show. And she says the most beautiful thing to me, um, while I'm at the trade show as another mother yesterday, she's like, I found a publisher who understands and can I can incorporate my motherhood into my business, into beautiful. my creative, and I think that's what I hear you, Julie. It's like it's our time, and so you know, feel free, everyone, to connect with me, even if I'm not your publisher. I'm here on this like journey with pe- with women to write their story. I, I love
0: that, and it's it's a beautiful message. And I have to say, I I was as I was scrolling through the site, I saw that title and it was like, I love that because I'm always saying it's, there isn't a work-life balance. It's a work-life integration. And that's like the subtitle of her book and, or, or something in there. Integration is in that, in that book. Yes,
1: correct.
0: And, and it's true. It's true. It's, it's learning how to, especially in the current climate, uh, I cannot remember the figures. I had them written down somewhere. I was listening to a, a, woman who owns a multimillion dollar, um, women networking, online women networking, um, company. And she mentioned the numbers, like millions, millions of women, especially have left in the United States have left the workforce and are starting entrepreneurial jobs, right? They are creating their own business within their house. So these are,
1: yeah, wait, go ahead, go ahead. I, you are just hitting this. Look at this book. Embrace the work, love your career, Julie. Uh, I love it, and it is out of that. It is yeah. we we did this. This launch at the end of March of two thousand and twenty-two because to, so many women have left the workforce. Yeah. So This workbook by Fran Hauser is to help us embrace the work and love our career because we can. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a matter of that getting that integration thing figured out yeah. and getting the ebb and flow and reaching out. I encourage the listeners reach out to the experts that we have here on the women entrepreneurs uh, podcast slash video cast as of January, 2022, you know, amazing women like Angela, other women that ha- are, they are wonderful resources for you. If you're starting a business as a female entrepreneur, if you're part of these millions of women who are now starting a business this is a great place to look through, go back and watch the different um, video casts or listen to the different podcasts that we have. Many dynamic women have, have already felt some of the pain and gone through some of this for you. You don't have to go through it. Listen to their wisdom (laughs) and glean from them. And by all means, if you have a book that you, a book idea, a thought, you've got a strong why then reach out to Angela and at the collective book studio. And, Talk to her, all right, Angela. Thank, thank you. you so much for being on the show today. You have been a wonderful, um, wonderful interviewee. I love having you here. Um, as you can tell, books are kind of, I love books, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially if they're on the brain. <laughs> I know, I'm gonna send you a couple.
0: <laughs> wonderful, Angela. Thank you for being on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire show. We appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you, it was fun. Absolutely.
0: And for those of you who want to stay connected, of course, remember all the information in the show notes With to stay connected with um, Angela. You can stay connected with Women Entrepreneurs on Instagram. We are wewe.extraordinaire. That is our Instagram page. We also are Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Group on Facebook. Of course, we have the Women Entrepreneurs Podcast Network.com. We also if, if we run these podcasts all year, every month we're recording every week, we're recording because we want to bring to you. We want to be that one stop shop for women's success and mm. wisdom. And we want to bring you these amazing experts like our our guests here today. So if you want more information about that, send an email to either Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Women entrepreneurs extraordinaire.com. Remember, it's all plural. I know it's really long. Women entrepreneurs with an Straordinaire.com. And we'll see if we can get you on the show if you're a good fit for us. And uh, if you have questions about just general, you can send it to Kelly or to info at women entrepreneurs extraordinaire.com. And for all those who have taken the time to be with us today, we are honored that you spent your time with us. And we want you and everyone in your circle to simply enjoy every moment.